You're listening to Julie's Library, where books bring us together. Today, we're going to read The Very Fairy Princess by Julie Andrews and Emma Walton Hamilton, illustrated by Christine Davenier and Morris Micklewhite and the Tangerine Dress by Christine Baldacchino, illustrated by Isabel Malenfant. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Julie Andrews, and this is my library. As always, my daughter Emma Walton Hamilton is here. We can't wait to read with you today. Wow, Mom, I love your boots. They're such a bright green. Thank you. Green reminds me of my garden and avocados, which I love to eat, and the color of your eyes, Em. That's why my green boots are my favorite. I always feel happy when I wear them. What about you, Emma? What's your favorite thing to wear? Hmm. For me, it has to be my yellow raincoat. Mm. Yellow is such a cheerful color, and I love the rain. Anytime I get to wear my raincoat, it's a good day. (laughs) And you always look so stylish in it. Thank you. A favorite piece of clothing can make you feel confident if you have a big day ahead of you or make an ordinary day feel special. That's what I love about clothes. They can really change the way we feel. The right pair of shoes can make me feel fashionable or tough or playful. We asked our friends to share their favorite thing to wear, and here's what they said. My favorite article of clothing is a t-shirt. Black and white jammy pants. My red glasses. My bathing suit. My 23 LeBron James jersey. My red, black, and gold dragon shirt. My birdie dress. A Darth Vader t-shirt that is really big and soft. It's really comfortable, and I like the colors. I'm wearing it right now. What fashionable friends we have. Listeners, do you have a piece of clothing that makes you feel extra special? Send us a drawing by visiting julieslibraryshow.org. We love getting mail from you. Well, today we have two books to share with you about young people who know exactly what makes them special, whether it's their clothing, friendships, or big imaginations. One of these books is a story that the two of us wrote together. Shall we start with that one, Mom? Well, yes, why don't we? Grab those books and let's get settled. My absolute favorite spot to cozy up with a story is our reading nook. With cozy pillows all around. A glowing lamp shines its light on the pages. There's a squishy rug under our feet. And a box full of wondrous costumes for playing dress-up. Now, let's begin our book. The Very Fairy Princess by Julie Andrews and me, Emma Walton Hamilton. Hi, I'm Geraldine. I'm a fairy princess. You may not believe me, but I can tell you that I am. I know that I'm a fairy princess because I feel it inside. A sparkly feeling of just knowing in my heart. Also, I do everything that fairy princesses do. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is put on my crown. Fairy princesses are always presentable. You never know who you might bump into, even on the stairs. 
For breakfast, I have fairy pancakes with extra fairy dust on top. Yum! Fairy princesses have very refined taste. Then it's time to choose my royal attire for the day. The big decision is which dress to wear. Pink and white, pink and purple, pink and red, or just pink. My brother Stuart says fairy princesses don't wear sneakers and don't have scabby knees. I say sneakers help me practice my flying skills, especially when we're late for the school bus. And scabs are the price you pay. Fairy princesses are very practical. My best friend Delilah doesn't believe that I'm a fairy princess. I say you can be whatever you want to be. You just have to let your sparkle out. For instance, I tell her, you sparkle when you play the trombone. Fairy princesses are very supportive. Flying is not allowed in class. So at school, I hang my wings up in my cubby. Besides, they'd get squished in morning meeting. My teacher, Miss Pym, says fairy princesses don't fidget or interrupt. But how else can you be on the lookout for problems to solve? Sometimes you have to speak up, like when our class pet, Houdini the hamster, escapes. Fairy princesses know when to take charge. My favorite classes are art and music. That's when I can really let my sparkle out. I use lots of glitter, sequins, and feathers when I paint. Sometimes there's just not enough space on the wall for all my pictures. Fairy princesses like to keep extra gifts on hand for special occasions, like when Grandma comes to visit. All fairy princesses love to sing. Once in a while, I get carried away, and Mr. Higginbottom reminds me there's only room for one conductor in the chorus. The absolute best time of the week is when I have ballet after school. I wear my fluffy tutu and twirl and whirl and leap, light as a feather. Occasionally my crown gets in the way, but I'm working on that. Fairy princesses know that practice makes perfect. Back home, it's time for my fairy snack pink lemonade, and sugar cookies with extra sprinkles. Double yum! Then it's into the garden I go to attend to my royal duties, like rescuing frogs. You never know when one might be a prince. Building little houses for my fellow fairies and exercising my unicorn. Mom calls me in for my bath. She says fairy princesses don't have dirty fingernails. I say it's the price you pay for having so many responsibilities. I have to remove my crown to shampoo my hair, but I make one out of bubbles just to tide me over. Fairy princesses are very creative. Stuart says fairy princesses shouldn't watch TV before they've done their homework. I say even a fairy princess needs a break to keep her sparkle from sagging. Besides, how else can you keep up with the fairy news of the day? Daddy knows I'm a fairy princess. When he comes home from work, he always says, How's my little princess today? So, that's all right. Being a fairy princess can be very demanding. 
Sometimes it's all I can do to stay awake through dinner. Fairy princesses need lots of beauty sleep to recharge their sparkle. Daddy carries me up to bed. Mommy tucks me in. Sweet dreams, Jerry, they whisper from the door. You'll always be our very fairy princess. The end. Oh, I love hearing you read our book, Emma. It makes me think about why we wrote it. We wanted to remind readers and ourselves that everyone sparkles in their own special way. Right. Some people shine when they play music. Other people are at their best when they're working on a math problem. We have another beautiful book to share with you after a short break. We'll meet you right back here in the Reading Nook. Hey, listeners. Our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best. Like vampires versus werewolves, ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts. Our next book is about a boy named Morris Micklewhite, who knows exactly what he likes. Just like Geraldine from The Very Fairy Princess, Morris knows how to find his sparkle. But sometimes the people around Morris don't understand him. Let's read the book and see what happens. Maurice Micklewhite and the Tangerine Dress by Christine Baldacino. Maurice Micklewhite has a mother named Moira and a cat named Moo. Maurice likes Sundays because his mother makes him pancakes on Sundays. Mondays are great too because on Mondays Maurice goes to school. Morris likes lots of things about school. He likes to paint. He likes to do puzzles. He likes the apple juice at snack time and singing the loudest during circle time. Most of all, Morris likes the dress-up center and the tangerine dress. Morris likes the color of the dress. It reminds him of tigers, the sun, and his mother's hair. He likes the noises the dress makes. Swish, swish, swish when he walks and crinkle, crinkle, crinkle when he sits down. He takes turns wearing all the different shoes, but his most favorite ones go click, click, click across the floor. Sometimes the boys make fun of Morris. Sometimes the girls do too. Morris pretends he can't hear their words over the swish, swish, swishes and crinkle, crinkle, crinkles and click, click, clicks he makes when he walks. Morris pretends he can't hear their words, but he can. On Monday, Becky tried to pull the dress right off his back. You can't wear it. You're a boy, 
On Tuesday, Eli, Henry and the other boys wouldn't let Morris ride on their cardboard spaceship unless he took the dress off. Astronauts don't wear dresses. On Wednesday, Bee and Lila noticed Morris's fingernails. His mother had painted them for him the night before. They chased him around the playground, shouting, Pinky fingers! Pinky fingers! On Thursday, the boys wouldn't sit near Morris at the snack table. We don't want you to turn us into girls. On Friday, Morris pretended he had a tummy ache when he thought of all the kids in his class and all the mean things they did and said his tummy ached for real. His mother let him stay in his bed and read books about elephants. Moo sat in his lap. Moo liked elephants, too. On Saturday, Morris's mother bought him some apple juice. As he took a sip, she stroked his hair. Moo purred loudly. Morris suddenly felt well enough to do a puzzle. He hummed to himself and felt better still. On Sunday, Morris crawled out from under the covers after a wonderful dream about being on a space safari with Moo. In the dream, they saw big blue elephants and tigers the color of the sun that Morris could hold in the palm of his hand. The elephants swish, swish, swished as they moved through the grass, and the tigers ate giant leaves that crinkled, crinkled, crinkled as their tiny teeth chewed them. The buttons on the spaceship clicked, clicked, clicked under Morris's fingers. Morris wanted to share all the amazing things he had seen. He took out his brushes, put on his smock, and began to paint, using every color he could imagine. He showed his painting to his mother when he was done. He pointed out the big blue elephant, the tiny tiger the color of the sun, the tall grass and the giant leaves. He pointed out Moo in his shiny round space helmet. And who's that, his mother asked, pointing at the little boy in the tangerine dress riding atop the big blue elephant. Morris was hoping she'd ask. That's me, he said. On Monday, Morris went to school with his painting rolled up in his backpack. When he had the chance, he put on the dress that reminded him of tigers and the sun and his mother's hair. Morris swish, swish, swished. The tangerine dress crinkled, crinkled, crinkled. His shoes click, click, clicked. Morris felt wonderful. Eli and Henry wouldn't let him on their spaceship, so Morris built his own. He hung his painting on the front of it and climbed in, ready to take off. Are there really elephants in space, Eli asked, and tigers? If you follow me, we can find out. Morris offered. Eli and Henry followed Morris to a planet they had never visited before. 
As they explored, Morris swished, swished, swished. The tangerine dress crinkled, crinkled, crinkled. His shoes click, click, clicked. By the time they returned to Earth, Eli and Henry had decided that it didn't matter if astronauts wore dresses or not. The best astronauts were the ones who knew where all the good adventures were hiding. Morris smiled. He already knew that. When snack time was over, Becky demanded the dress. Morris told her she could have it when he was done with it. Boys don't wear dresses, Becky snipped. Morris smiled as he swished, crinkled and clicked back to his spaceship. This boy does. The end. What a happy ending for Morris. It warms my heart to imagine him swishing and crinkling in his lovely tangerine dress. I'm so glad his friends came to accept Morris's dress. They weren't being very nice to him at first. No. I remember how I felt when I got teased for having holes in my socks during sports at school. But funnily enough, one of the girls doing the teasing later became my best friend. You know, sometimes people can act in strange ways if something is different or surprising to them. But the most wonderful thing about being a human being is just how different we all are. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be boring if we all liked the same things and wore the same clothes? Mm, it really would. I'd much rather live in a world filled with fairy princess crowns and tangerine dresses. I couldn't agree more. Oh, that's the sound we hear when we've received a message from one of our friends. Let's see who it is today. Hey, Julie and Emma. This is Christine Baldacchino. I'm the author of Morris Bicklewhite and the Tangerine Dress. I had a very similar experience to Morris when I was about his age. I wanted to play superheroes with the boys during playground time, and my favorite superhero was Batman. But the boys refused to let me play with them unless I agreed to be the girl who needed to be rescued. To top it all off, the girls in my class didn't want to play superhero because they were convinced superheroes were a boy thing. So I ended up spending most of my playground time playing alone. Luckily, like Morris, I had a big imagination. I can imagine being Batman and leading my own charge of superheroes, every kind of superhero that I could think up. I used my imagination to rescue myself from being the damsel in distress. I want my readers to know that they can wear whatever they want to wear. They can be the person that they want to be. And I want them to know that they're not going to be able to make everybody happy. So you might as well put all that energy, that amazing energy that you have into making yourself happy. Thanks for sharing my story with everyone. Goodbye, Julie and Emma. Wow, Christine Baldacchino had an experience just like Morris, but she wrote a happier ending for him. What a beautiful reason to write a book, to remind us to be ourselves and find our sparkle however we can. That might mean wearing a Batman costume or a tangerine dress. Or maybe bright green boots like yours. Yes, I do feel wonderfully sparkly in them. Speaking of wonderful... It's time to share our wonderful words. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words. 
Every week, we share words that delight us, and our listeners do too. A wonderful word might remind you of something nice, or maybe it's just fun to say, like swish. The way Morris swish, swish, swished along made me love that word. You know what word seems really wonderful to me today? Trombone. It's a shiny metal instrument that you blow into with your mouth. It sounds like this. Here are some of the wonderful words that our listeners shared with us. My wonderful word is thanks, and I love it because I think it's really important to be thankful for what you have. Bombastic, because it's fun to say. Glassy. I like it because the word kind of sounds like glass, like it's hollow and kind of breakable and delicate. Monterey, because it's my new home. We always love hearing your wonderful words, so please keep sharing them with us. Visit julieslibraryshow.org and send us a message. Every week, we'll play some of your words on the show. We'll be back next week with another fantastic story that we picked out just for you. Till then, happy reading. Goodbye. Julie's Library is hosted and produced by Julie Andrews and me, Emma Walton-Hamilton. The first featured book in this episode was The Very Fairy Princess by Julie Andrews and Emma Walton-Hamilton, illustrated by Christine Davanier and published by Little Brown Books for Young Readers. The second featured book was Morris Micklewhite and the Tangerine Dress by Christine Baldacino, illustrated by Isabelle Malenfant and published by Groundwood Books. Thanks to the teams at Little Brown and Groundwood Books. We always recommend picking the books up for yourself. You can find The Very Fairy Princess and Morris Micklewhite and the Tangerine Dress at your local library or bookstore. Check out Geraldine and Morris's outfits. For more book recommendations, head to julieslibraryshow.org. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll receive special activities and notes from Mom and me. Julie's Library is produced by Molly Bloom, Elissa Dudley, Rosie Dupont, Tracy Mumford, Mark Sanchez, and Sandon Totten. Our executive producer is Lauren D. Sound design is by Phoebe Wang. Digital production is by Christina Lopez. Original music is from Allison Layton Brown. Sound mixing is by Corey Schreppel and Eric Romani. Special thanks to Cynthia Daniels at Monk Music Studios and Lily Kim and Sam Hamilton. Also, thanks to Benjamin Wiener's first grade class from St. Anne's School in Brooklyn. We always love hearing from our listeners. Today, you heard from Chaitanya from Chennai, India, Sadie from Baltimore, Vivian from New York City, Jean from Indianapolis, Dorothy from Northfield, Minnesota, Josie and Beckett from Tahoe City, California, Leo from Brooklyn, New York, Eli from Houston, Georgia, Amos from Monterey, California, Nathaniel from Toronto, and Audrey from Lexington, Massachusetts. Julie's Library is a production of American Public Media. Listeners, our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. 
Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best, like vampires versus werewolves, ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts.